Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a bunch of random nonsense for your ears. Well, mostly nonsense. I'm Jason. And I'm KJ. And in this episode, we kick off our Week in Review with an election postmortem. And we'll end the Week in Review with some more thoughts on the Cubs win and NBA basketball. Really. Next, we analyze more words, phrases, and file extensions in What Do We Say? Uh, What Did He Say? What did she say? What do you say? Uh, uh, pronunciation games. And then we follow that up with our quiz of the week. Later, we'll unveil some more real thoughts and introduce a new segment we're calling First World Problems. About, well, first world problems. We'll wrap it all up with our recommendations, feedback, and of course, more ridiculous Amazon reviews. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Or is it tangents? And speaking of tangents, before we get into the Week in Review, in case it doesn't implicitly come across in our conversations, we don't always know what we're talking about. In fact, a lot of times we don't know anything about what we're talking about. And sometimes we're downright idiots. Now, a lot of that is intentional for the sake of comedy, but some of that is unintentional if we share an opinion that may be from a viewpoint that should be more informed. So our podcast is primarily about comedy and relating things in a humorous way. But today we talk about some very important things and we take these topics very seriously. Uh, We can only speak from our point of view and no way do we think we're the last word on any of this. We really want to hear from people that may have a different perspective to learn where and why you're coming from where you are. Uh, We want this to be beginning of discussions where we all try to understand each other more and find a common ground in there somewhere. We're all people. We can passionately dislike each other's opinions, but let's try to maintain at least a level of respect for each other as people. Now, that said, things like racism and sexism and bigotry, those things are always wrong. And I know it might be obvious to say that, But we want to be absolutely clear. So please, if you like or don't like anything we have to say here today, feel free to send us feedback via email at speakingoftangentspodcasts at gmail.com or on Twitter at speaktangents. And we'll still get into plenty of things today in this podcast that we intend to be funny, that we hope are silly and that, you know, people get a laugh out of it. Um, After all, most of what we say is nonsense, intentional or not. We just hope that not all of it is. So thanks again, and I'll shut up so we can get right to the weekend review, where I guess you'll hear me start talking again. Sorry. In a week, week. things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. Um, so, should we just start yelling at the same time or take turns? <laughs> or <laughs> What could you possibly be referring to? This is one of those times when I wish this was a video podcast. Yeah. Because I would just like to look at the rest of America with like a raised eyebrow and one of those really... Yeah. For like an hour. I know. 
But, you know, I, I, nothing's been going on. I mean, nothing happened. You know, what <laughs> happened in the news with you this week? <laughs> well, listen, I, I'm not going to say anything really new or particularly insightful, I guess, that hasn't already been said to this point about this uh, election. I mean, yeah, that's our podcast in general. Nothing new or insightful. That, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, I'll say that I'm I'm devastated, I guess. Um, even worse than that, I guess I'm terrified for our country, ashamed of the country. Um, I'm in shock. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I don't know why I'm particularly shocked, though. I mean, now that we've had some time to, di- to digest this, it seems like we really should have known this was coming. We should have yes. seen this coming. After the um, Republican primary where I think the majority of people in America thought, or around the world, or with a brain thought, there's no way that Trump will win this you know, primary and become the Republican nominee. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I think I actually said to you guys when we were recording with you and Rob one time that, wasn't, that we weren't actually, that didn't actually make it into the podcast. Yep. I said... It wouldn't shock me now because I was so stunned that he got the Republican nomination that now nothing would surprise me. Yeah, I think you said that. I think we all said something like that. Yeah, but and we yes. all kind of agreed. Yeah, but then still, it's when you see it happening, it is, I mean... It's shocking. I, people I, have called it the most shocking result in the history of American elections and presidential elections. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's shocking. It, but for me, I think the most shocking part in all of this is... I just can't believe that the majority of Americans, and I have to say majority because he won, um, except for if you're talking about the popular vote, um, the majority of Americans, I feel, and hopefully I'm dead wrong about this, and I will sing it to the rooftops if I am. Shout it, whatever you say. Shout it to the rooftop. Shout it from the rooftops. Shout it from the rooftops. I could shout it to the rooftops, really. Uh, Rooftops are probably not going to listen, but actually most people aren't either, I think. Uh, yeah. Sadly. Um, <laughs> I mean, I really think at this point that the majority of Americans got duped by a really good con man. Um, yes. You have to give him that. His strategy turned out to be brilliant. Yes. And there's no doubt his message, however deplorable many aspects of his message was, resonated with the majority of Americans. Yes. But it seems pretty doubtful to me that he's the guy that's going to speak for and has the best interest at heart for the very same people that voted for him. Oh, I agree. I, I I believe everyone was conned. Even the people who feel like they voted for him because there is a, and this is definitely by far not the majority of people that voted for him, mm-hmm. but there are people who, there is a certain percentage of the people that voted for Trump that are racist, that are sexist, misogynist, that are hateful towards other groups of people that are not yep. like them. Basically yep. that are not white men. And some of those people I don't I think they were conned too because they believe that Trump believes this stuff. Right. When I'm not sure he believes it because I feel pretty certain that the only thing Trump is about is himself. Mm-hmm. is self-promotion and and getting ahead for himself and only himself. He doesn't care about any of these people. He doesn't care about white people. It's not that he doesn't care about minorities and women. He doesn't care about white men, 70-year-old white men, if they're not named Donald Trump. Right. And so the people that voted for him that are wrong and are racist and are, you know, some of the, have some of the worst values and some of the worst views on society, 
you know, in our, in our country, they were cons too, because I don't think he believes any of that mess. Right. I think he knew exactly what he had to say to win. Yes. And He's about getting votes. That's it. Yep. Yep. And, and the prognosticators who said that he had no chance, um, he knew exactly what he was doing because he duped us all. Yes. Now, that's how I feel now. I hope now that he will turn around and dupe us all again and be the change that he, the good change that he yes. is, is saying that he will. Now um, is when we will find out more about how he really feels and who he really is. Right. And his actual viewpoints, mm-hmm. which could be the same as and be awful, but they also could be more moderate and in line with what mo- most normal, normal, most middle of the road Americans think about things. Right. Yep. Which is a majority of the country, I think, is moderate. We have people on far left and far right, but sure. I think the majority is somewhere in the middle. Now, we have different views on different things and you know different issues and topics, but now we're going to find out, I think, what he's really about. And yeah. Or we may not. He may be like, I'm not doing any work, I'm not doing anything, and nothing happened. And then no one would be surprised because he's about, you know, he didn't have anything to work for, so he's not going to work for it anymore. Right. But it, like you're saying, it could be, it could be good because he could now say, I don't have to have the vote of these crazy people. And when I say crazy, I'm talking about racist. It's not yeah. crazy. I should, I should, when you, we, I don't have, I don't need the vote of racist, racist and misogynist anymore. So I can ignore them and I don't have to do what they want me to do. So I'm going to do what I want to do, which is hopefully, hopefully for the sake of all of us better. Yeah. And you know that you could say that to a certain extent of all politicians. They they yes. promise something and they don't deliver. And, and now he do, he did it in the most egregious of ways with the things that he was promising. Some of the awfulest, most vile things in yeah. human beings. Yes. Yeah. Now, listen, I didn't think that Hillary was I thought she was a pretty horrible candidate. But yeah. I think Democrats really don't have to look that far to find blame in nominating her as the, the their candidate in the first place. No. I mean, I think her unlikability only furthered the people that chose to vote for Trump to vote for Trump. I, uh, I absolutely, I hundred percent agree. She comes across, and whether she is this way or not, mm-hmm. she comes across as condescending. Yeah. And and smug. Yeah. All and that. Smug. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is extremely unlikable in a in anyone, but particularly in someone that you're trying to elect to represent you, and that's what they're and to govern you and to and the. Mm-hmm. The people that you elect to govern should be servants. And I don't mean servant in the go get this, go get that. I mean right. servants in the, I public, should, public they should servants. be looking out for the benefit of all people. Yes. Not yep. dividing people up into segments and, and areas and different groups and saying, okay, I'm going to serve this group or I'm going to pay attention to this group because they give me money. But as a public servant, you should serve everyone equally because people yep. are equal. Yes. <laughs> I'm tired of the vision of groups of labels of we need to get this demographic and we need to define this group of people and this race and this gender and this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what this group believes and this orientation. Mm-hmm. At the core, we are all human beings. Yep. And in this case, we're all Americans. Like, yes. And I liked what Obama said, that we're all ultimately on the same side. We just need to realize it and live that way. Yep. That's the only way this is going to work. Yeah, and... To your point about putting people in in categories, I yeah. mean that's what 
there's all sorts of blame going around now after the election uh, that every like you we touched on it earlier. Every person that voted for Trump is a racist, misogynist, xenophobe, whatever you want to say. Right. Um, and a lot of that is coming from people, obviously, who did not vote for Trump. Um, if if we would have recorded this right after the election, I may have said some of those things, but that doesn't help anything. Right. You know, we have to come together now. We can't. We're just we're just tearing each other apart, which is making what's going to make it worse. Right. I could not have. I could not have voted for Trump because partially because of the racism. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that that should be enough to not vote for him. Right. But to say that everyone who voted for him, because they may have found a particular issue that they were solely focused on. Now, how could you focus on an issue to, you know, ignore racism? I don't know. But I don't believe that makes that person a racist because they voted for Trump. Right. Or misogynist or whatever, however many other vile things have been, you know, you know, associated with his candidacy. Yep. And like I said before, I'm not even sure Trump is those things. And yeah, I mean, he's actually more socially liberal than most Republicans are. <laughs> yes, he was like, what, a Democrat? He aligned with the Democratic Party up through, what, like the 2000s? Yeah, yeah so I mean, I think like that... 10, 15 years ago? Yes, he did. and Or at least I think he did. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, I think to your point, though, that it doesn't mean that everybody who voted for him was a racist, but I have had a hard time not look seeing pets. I thought our country had gotten farther than than that in, in the racism department. Right. I, I guess I that's what shocks me the most. I I can't forgive those statements and vote for him. Right. Same here. But people I- obviously could. And so I think we have a lot of work to do just as a country to heal and and get people, I guess, talking about race relations again, that I thought we had, as a white privileged woman, I thought we had kind of got past that. And maybe I've been living in a bubble. Well, yeah. And I think that's totally correct about a lot of us Mm -hmm. on all sides of all issues is we live in bubbles. And especially even now we think, oh, the internet, you know, we have access to all different information. On the yeah. internet, we, when it comes to news and things like that, and on TV news channels and you know Twitter and things like that, we tend to isolate ourselves with people's opinions that we agree with. And so we're kind of building a bubble around ourselves, even on something like the internet, which you would think is open to all things. Right. And oh, yeah. usually when we veer out of that bubble is when we're arguing with each other about some particular topic. I can't understand, obviously, the racism piece and the, the right. fact that they were able to say, well, he's racist, but I can forgive that because I can't stand Hillary or I need change. Um, well, I think they rationalized it and convinced themselves that, okay, he's not really racist. I don't really believe that. Which Well, I hope you're right about that. I don't and, know. If, but. And they went, well, I can, I can vote for him even though I'm aligning myself with some people who are absolutely self-declared in the open racist. Yeah. Yep. Neither one of those is a good position, right? But one is much more able to come around and realize, hey, all, all people are are equal, than than the other is. That gives me a little hope. I hope that that you're right about that. And well, you know, and, Hillary Clinton is she's no more role model either. Uh, I believe she was the lesser of the two evils. But you yes. know, all of us know that she no. Most politicians don't get to where they got without doing something, maybe not illegal, but amoral or yes, um, or or unethical, letting yes. their ethics slide a little bit. Yeah, because 
those that don't usually don't get past a certain local or regional or state level, even right. if they get to that point. Yep. Because there's, and that, that's what's messed up about the political system in our country is that it's controlled by people who do those kind of backroom deals and have for years and get dirt on people. And mm-hmm. that's not the way it should be, but that's what the reality of what we're living in. And I, I agree with you that she was the lesser of the two evils. It's, it's, and don't take this the wrong way, but people that were saying, oh, people that on, you know, Wednesday morning were saying, oh, what am I going to tell my daughter about this? Well, oh yeah. how yeah. about what are you going to tell your daughter about everything that led up to this? What were you telling your daughter before? Because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, you know, Trump is a misogynist and, he, and it's a terrible, the way he has treated women and the things that he has done is, is you know, awful. But to say this is the first time in, you know, history or in your lifetime or in your generation or your daughter's life that this has come up is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't take that the wrong way at all. Yeah, because look, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm not trying to stand on a moral high horse because I am no better than anyone else. But to say we're going to have a culture that mainstreams and okays things that demean other human beings or demean people's bodies. And look, I watch TV, I watch movies, I listen to music, I play video games, Mm -hmm. I, you know, all this stuff. Understand a lot of the bad consequences desensitize us to a lot of things. And the beauty of the human body is degraded when we allow these things to become normal, commonplace. We get so used to it and it doesn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. It sneaks up on you over time, building up. It's like a tolerance when yes. you have alcohol. It's yep. the same kind of thing. And so I'm not saying don't do this, don't do that. I'm saying just be aware that when our society allows these things to happen, and as individuals, we allow these things to happen to ourselves. Look, I, I'm not one that's slippery slope that like, oh, no, you can't do that. Right, right. I'm just saying this stuff sneaks up on you. Yeah, and you and can't say that this election just all of a sudden happened that we became morally bankrupt. No, mm-hmm. that stuff builds up over time. We don't just end up here all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You get here because of a path. Mm-hmm. You're on a path to somewhere. You may not even know where that path is going. You may not even know you're on that path. You're on a path somewhere. All of us are on a path somewhere. And on the country, as a country, we're on a path together somewhere. And if we don't realize what path we're on, we need to wake up and realize what path we're on. Yeah, and... That's the scariest part to me about this election, that right. it's that it may and already maybe has allowed people to be racist, openly racist, <clears throat> excuse me. Yes. And it be okay. Yes. O- okay enough to the, have the majority of Americans elect someone who maybe, maybe he is duping us all. Maybe he's not racist. And this stuff is learned. Yeah. People are not born racist and misogynist no and the only way to break this cycle is to call it out and 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 talk about it and work on it yeah and discuss it and realize hey i'm different from a certain another person or -hmm. another group of people instead of just saying okay all that group of people is the same that's different for me and i don't like any of them how about getting to know find someone near you that is this, that is of that group, that represents that group. And what I mean is they're just, you know, if start engaging in conversations 
with people of other races. Yeah. If you are, if you find yourself to be homophobic, find someone who is a different orientation than you and, and have a conversation with them, get to know them and don't just say, tell me why I should, you know, be okay with you. Right. Have a conversation about normal stuff. Yeah. Befriend them. Be, well, it's there's just, common ground in there. And you what what you will discover is that we're all people. Yes, we're and not at some groups. level we're all the same. Yeah, we're not we're, the problem is that people are seen as groups of people and if you yes. don't get to see the individual faces, you don't have to know them. You don't have you can just keep your arm out at you know, keep them at an arm's yes, length. That's exactly right. Um and so that's the one fear that I have from this election, that it's become okay to a certain extent. Um, the things that I've seen on Twitter have been horrible with the picture, yes. the picture cycling around about the journalist and a tree and a rope. Um, uh, that was, I, that's the, I think Kurt Schilling tweeted that, which. Yeah, he did. Give me a break. Yeah. And so, you know, that kind of stuff seems to be okay. I mean, you have people pushing back, but we still elected the guy that ran on some of those messages. Yeah. And that's my fear is that it emboldens that hatred, that group of people that hate other people for, because they're a different group. Right. That, that hatred may. Overt. Yes. Yeah. Overt. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It may become more overt. And honestly, if that allows the decent people in this country to say, hey, that's not cool. And when we realize it, we call it out. That is a. That is one step towards stopping this. Right. To eradicate it. Standing so, up for people. Yes. But yeah. we have to stand up for people of other groups. Whether you are of that group or not, realize we're all people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we we need to stop both sides of the aisle. People that voted for Trump, people that voted for Hillary. Mm-hmm. We need to stop blaming each other. And I, I'm telling right. you, I was doing the same thing. Like, during election night, I was like, this is because of Comey and the last minute FBI stuff, which yeah. I, I do certainly believe to a certain extent, but it doesn't matter oh, because, help, yeah. because you know what? It happened. We elected Donald Trump. And so now the, we need to stop blaming each other and telling, telling the people that voted for Trump that they're morons. Um, just because right. I think that they were duped by a con man doesn't mean that they're morons. I've been duped by a lot of things yes, <laughs> in my I've life. I've been conned before in my life. And I, I do not more... think that I'm a moron most of the time. Sometimes I do <laughs> I don't think, think you're a moron that I'm either. a moron. But, <laughs> no, I don't think you're a moron. <laughs> but we need to now, all I can do is try to be positive about where we're headed, try to embrace yes. the change, yes. and try to understand people that voted for him and where they were coming from Um you know, it's it's a change. It's not the Bernie Sanders change that I wanted, but right. you know, maybe it'll be okay. And my stepsister said uh, in an email we were talking about because you know we joked in our family. Well, where are we going to go? Canada, Norway? You know, where <laughs> are we going to move? But obviously, that logistically that isn't going to work, and that's just running away, right? So, as as my stepsister said, which I thought she put in a really great way, she just said, "All we can do." is continue to try to make the world a better place by working locally and internationally and bringing love to all our interactions. Yes, love people. Now, you know, that's the key. Love people. Yep. And And it's not easy. No, it's not easy. It's It's, it's It's definitely not easy after after the election. It was not easy for me. And it still isn't, but I'm trying at least, you know. Yes. And I can only... 
I'm I'm in such agreement with Tony Kornheiser, who mentioned yesterday on his show mm-hmm. that he's he can only kind of hope that Trump with his with his victory speech that maybe this is going to be this is going to be the actual Trump who's our president yes. instead of the guy that said the right things to the right group of people to get elected. Yes, um, that's that's, know, that's the hope I have as well. Yes. Absolutely. I can only hope that. I can only hope that he now throws that out the window and works with everyone to actually fix the country. Right. He may actually he... be able to make America great again if he does it. Well, or on the right path. There you go. And to me, that would be what, what, what does making what is America what is a great America is when people realize we're all Americans and we're all together in this. Yeah, and, and... it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter what gender you are it doesn't matter what background you come from it doesn't matter what opinion you have on things the differences between us make us stronger the yes. things that we are using now to divide us into groups if we would embrace that and go you're different from me and you think different from me but and even though we don't agree on that we can agree on these other things we are all made to have roles to work together and complement each other is what i believe And that we can do that, and the only way to do that is to understand the differences, but then move past that and go, we have common ground in here somewhere. Mm -hmm. Work together. Yes. (laughs) And stop putting people in categories. Yes. that. Speaking of that, that drives me nuts because I'm a big believer in the fact that advertising and marketing has done that over years and years and years. And yeah. it is subconsciously influencing the way that people think because advertisers want to divide people up into demographics and, you know, this age range and this, this category and this group and this race and this, you know, we want to market this product to men. It's that stupid Dr. Pepper 10 or whatever it is where they're like for men only or something like that. And, you know, you have these com- these commercials for products that advertisers are targeting at women saying where they have the dumb man, either husband or boyfriend in the commercial where, it's always the same bland, generic guy who's like, doesn't know anything or is clueless about the thing or, you know, doesn't know how to do this or, and the woman's like, let me take it, you know, that kind of stuff. And the, the one that really frustrates me lately is the commercials for, I think it's Viagra. Okay. I've seen this during, cause I don't usually watch commercials, but watching football, you know, or, you know, basketball, you know, never baseball, but anyway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We have to come back to that. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Watching football this fall. I've seen a lot of Viagra commercials where it's different women, but it's always the same kind of genuinely attractive, undetermined age, sort of. She could be in her 30s. She could be in her 50s even, anywhere in that age range. Woman, Mm -hmm. um, middle of the road, kind of, you know, not plain, you know, attractive, but very, very straightforward, for lack of a better term. But you have this situation where it always shows her and it always focuses on the woman in the commercial. And there's, I've seen three or four different ones. It never shows the man's face because what they're trying to do is get men who watch this commercial to put themselves in that position. And if they saw another man's face, they'd be like, oh, you know, that's not me. That's this other guy. But they always show up from the back or they show the guy from the side angle that you can't see his face. And he's always kind of like, you know, he's always kind of like, you know, faded off in the background or it's got like a, um, it's got like a Um. depth of field where he's sort of out of focus. It's always uh focused on the woman. They are doing that on purpose. All of this stuff dehumanizes people and commoditizes in in order so that they can make more money. 
Yeah, and I haven't noticed that. That I don't know if it's because I'm a woman or what, but I have not noticed that they haven't shown the man's face. But I have noticed that they focus on the woman yes. and and fun activities like boating or going to an art kayaking. show, kayaking, and it's like horseback riding. What are you doing? That that's not what this commercial is about, and it's not no. about the woman. No, it's all distraction. They're putting this stuff out there saying, hey, if you want this lifestyle, if you want to be like this, then you need to spend money on our product. And they're dividing people out into groups specifically so that they can isolate them as groups and pander to them directly in a way that thinks that, that group thinks, hey, we're special. But what, essentially what they're doing is they're selling them the same thing. It's just packaged differently to every single group. It's turning people into numbers in a spreadsheet, basically. They feel like if I can divide this out, then I have a better chance of selling my product because the only thing they're about is greed and money and promoting their brand. Yep. And when you put, and it's okay to make money. It's okay to promote your brand. It's okay to advertise your product. Mm -hmm. But when it's done at the expense of people and human beings, I don't care what your product is. That's wrong. Yeah. That is 100% wrong if you are putting your brand or your product above actual people. And that is what a majority of advertisers I feel like are doing today. And that culture of advertising over many years now of dividing us out into categories mm -hmm. has made things more divisive and has split people up. Yeah. And, and the fact that, you know, I haven't noticed some of that stuff means that it has probably just become second nature to me now. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more that I'm missing. I have in in some ways, I'm tuned into it because I've made a lot of um, I've done a lot, I used to do a lot of video editing and things like that, mm -hmm. and so I notice things like that more because I'm looking at like camera moves and I'm looking at lighting and I'm looking at depth of field and I'm looking at what's in focus, what's not a focus, because and I'm I'm viewing it from a production standpoint. But what that has made me see is oh, every single one of these is like this. Yeah. And That's not accidental. And and they're not screwing up. They they are edited no. the way they want it to be edited. Yes. It's, yeah, they're doing everything for a reason. Marketing is the downfall of our country. Well, you're probably Bad right. marketing. Yep. Marketing that puts money ahead of people is the downfall of our country. I am not even joking. I believe that 100%. Because it divides us. It's and, dividing us up. But it divides us with us not even really realizing it. Yes, subversively. Yes. And... Wow, speaking of tangents, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, Sorry. I think you make a good point, and it, it does wrap around to the election. But I think the official standpoint, or the official stance now for Speaking of Tangents podcast is we're going to try to be optimistic about this election and yes. move forward from here. Yes, and so I will say that there are good marketing people out there. There are people who work in marketing and advertising who are good people. Mm -hmm. Make Be the change. Do it. Because you can. Yes, influence in as much as you possibly can. Just like all of us should be influencing people that we're around on a daily basis as much as we can. Love people. Mm -hmm. Care about people above anything else. Everything else will be okay. It'll work out. Don't worry about making money. Worry about loving people. Being nice to people. Actually caring about what's going on in their life. Getting to know them. Understanding the reasons why they voted the way they voted or what, the why they feel or why they express an emotion. Love the person. Because if you, and sometimes that's super hard to separate, but oh, there's yeah. a person in there. There's a person that has learned this hate and has learned and has been either an experience they've had or, you know, something they've grown up with, something has taught them that has caused them to be racist or mm -hmm. be misogynist. You know Love what? Love the, the person. 
you know what this long segment has become? It's basically what? one long Minnesota nice. <laughs> <laughs> In a way, yeah. Because here's the thing. Hate is only going to lead to more hate. Yes, absolutely. And so while, like you said, it's very, very difficult. And it's, especially oh, it's, after this election, it it's was... It's the hardest thing in the world. I, the night of the election, I didn't want to get up and go to work the next day. I just mm -mm. wanted to lay in bed. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Um, but what can we do? We need to just move forward and embrace yeah. it and work together and love Look, one another. Yes, and you're, you're exactly right. And we are we are two white people. Yes. So I, I cannot speak from another position other than a white person that is first a human being that happens to be white. Yeah. And I happen to be, I'm, I'm a human being that happens to be white and a man. Mm -hmm. But I refuse to let racism or misogyny or any kind of discrimination or hatred go on that I see happening in my area where I am that I can say something about that I can stand up for. If we all did that, all that stuff would go away because there are more people who are decent people who want things to be right and work together than there are people on either side that want to divide and be hateful. Amen, brother. Just love people. But I mean, yeah, and you know, and it's hard. It is hard. Not, and I don't always do a good job of it. Oh, I know I trying. don't. And you know what? We're like you said, we're both white. You're a white yeah. male. And so I guess white female, I'm a little bit less privileged, but not much. And so <laughs> yeah. um, we don't have any idea what it's like. No, we don't. But, you know, we all have to try and understand each other. And it starts there. Right. Absolutely. And, and speaking of optimism, yes. something else that happened since the last time we recorded. Oh, I know where this is going. I'm excited. The Cubs won the yes. World Series. Yes. You know. Awesome. Listen, I'm not going to say anything here either that hasn't already been said. Uh, I mean, actually, I listened to Michael Wilbon last week on TK's show. Yeah. And I, I don't always agree with Wilbon and what he says, um, but I thought he expressed that pretty well, the feeling. Uh, the night that they won, I was up alone. Everyone else has gone, had gone to bed because as soon as the rain delay happened, that they're like, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the game-tying home run in the eighth inning, and I know you don't know any of this because you were watching NBA basketball, but... But 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 let me tell you about the thunder and the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Russell Westbrook was awesome in that game. It looked like he was like, if he could have like killed somebody with by staring at him long enough, that he would have he actually done that to three or four people. He was terrifying in an awesome way in that game. Well, Westbrook, the Cubs could have used him then. <laughs> because when they got, then they would, when they tied, when Cleveland tied the game in the eighth, mm -hmm. I'd say that pretty much most long suffering Cub fans were convinced that they were not going to win that game. Oh, I, yeah, I think so too. But I made the mistake once this postseason of going to bed before, you know, the game was over, only to learn yep. that they had actually orchestrated one of the most amazing comebacks to win. So I decided I was going to watch it no matter what, all the way to the bitter end. And I was pretty convinced that Cleveland was going to win. Well, we all know how it ended, Yep. and my reaction took me by surprise. I knew I'd be excited, but I couldn't scream because everybody was in bed. <laughs> but I didn't expect to cry like a baby, and I just sat on the floor and cried. A flat sat on the floor and cried. Wow! And and the next day, watching replays and interviews with players, I was still crying. I couldn't stop crying. I'm like, come on! But as but as Wilbon pointed out on the show, he said that the 
he didn't fully get it until the parade in Chicago on Friday. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw footage of this at all. I saw um, pictures of like the, what, like 5 million and something people. It was insane. There's no way yeah. that I really wanted to be there. I didn't. I, I can't, no, I, I can't do not put me, once. do not yeah. put me in all those people. But no. I, I saw it on, on TV and I could not pull myself away from the TV. And it was just one of those things where um, I think he nailed it. Like it didn't really sink in until you watched that parade and how much it meant to everybody. And so I'm yep. sitting there on Friday crying while I'm watching this parade. Uh, it's just sheer joy. I, I still don't think I can fully explain it. I mean, I'm not from Chicago. I have no specific ties to Chicago except for watching Cubs baseball on WGN since I was probably about six years old after school. You know, they were the ones that played the day games. Nobody yep. else did. WGN. Yeah, that was my Cubs connection. And my That's uncle, who passed away several years ago, he was a longtime Cubs fan too. I don't really even know his connection, but I was thinking of him and how happy he would have been. And it was just, un, you know, just an indescribable thing. I couldn't stop crying during that stupid parade. So finally, I just shut <laughs> it off. It's emotions are a crazy, weird, yeah. funny, awesome thing that. It shows that words aren't always the ultimate form of of expression. Right. Sometimes just emotions or a look in somebody's eyes is says much more than, you know, thousands and thousands of words. I guess that's where the phrase pictures worth a thousand yes. words yep. comes from. Because if you sometimes you can convey things that are words are impossible that, you know, you're just speechless, but what comes out is so much more powerful. So, yeah, I totally, I've been there before. I know exactly what you're saying. Yep, and sports has a unique way of doing that. Yes, it does. Well, um, And also, here's here's the thing. It unites people. You have people, even though you have two different sides and people are divided in that way, it unites people behind a team. And he, people have a desire to be a part of a group of with other people. Yes. Whether we know it or not, and whether it's overt or, you know, we... And we, you know, we're expressing that or we just don't even know that about ourselves. It's a, I think it's a need within people to be a part of a community, a group of people. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that with that many people and you realize, wow, there's millions, not only there are 5 million people that just that actually physically in person showed up, but there's millions more people around the world that are like, yeah, excited for this. And people who don't even really call the Cubs their team, wouldn't say they rooted for the Cubs, right. wanted the Cubs to win. Mm -hmm. And when you're a part of that, there's something that we cannot explain as human beings yet that science cannot define that goes beyond our physical bodies. It's, and I don't want to get too crazy here, but the universe is connected. And when you are rooting for that team and when you're invested emotionally, you are connected to those other people in some way that we don't understand yet. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. Um, and like you said, we, we desire to be in a group. Yes. But, as our previous discussion about the election, not those kind of groups. No, you don't want the group to define everything about you. Yes, You correct. want to be a part of a group of other people to be in a community with those people. But your preference, I think, deep down, our preference is to have everybody in that group. Yeah. To have, to have, to have the group encompassing everyone. And the more people that are in that group, no matter what, you may disagree on many other things. You're not defined by those other things that are dis you're disagreeing on. You're you're in that moment. You're being defined by the group you're in, but in a positive way. Yeah. Yep. You're and not being categorized by advertisers and politicians and people who want to use you 
as a group of people to get something done, like a lobby or, you know, buy right. their product or promote their brand versus when you're doing it, when you're part of the group, that's, that's the good part of the groups. Yes. That's a great positive note to go out on. Cool. That wraps up our week in review for this week. And once again, we'd love to hear from you, especially if we said something dumb. I mean, it would help if you said something more in your response than, hey, you guys are stupid. You know, like why you disagree with us or why we need to rethink our perspective on some of this. But we'd love to hear it either way. And now on to pro now pronunciations, I think is how you say it. Well, now that we got that out of our system, let's get back to our regular podcast. Sure. For this week, anyway, it's out of our system. Yeah, for this week. Uh, well, maybe. We're still not done. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about words. Pronunciation. Yes. Sounds good to me. So I've got one here that I've been hearing. Uh, I can't remember now where I heard it, but the person just kept saying it over and over again, and it wasn't the way that I pronounced it. So anyway, how okay. would you pronounce the word N-I- C H E. You mean like Nietzsche, the philosopher? <laughs> no, I don't think that's quite how he spells spells his name. <laughs> I, I know. Um, I would say niche. Yes, I'd say niche too. Mm -hmm. um, but this person, I, I, go ahead. You you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yes, I do. This person, it was on a podcast, and it, mm -hmm. the person just kept saying niche. Yep. I've heard that way. And sure. I'm sure that it's, that's probably the, the the correct pronunciation. It's maybe French or something. Um, my guess is it would be a French, my guess is that it would be a French word and that would be niche. I've heard niche before too. Niche, I haven't which heard. Which I do not think is correct. <laughs> it's acceptable. No, n no, that's not acceptable. And niche, I had a friend once, her name, it was Tanisha and mm -hmm. we called her niche. So yep. I can't say niche for niche. So niche yep. is always my friend Tanisha. Niche. Right. I've heard um, niche, I guess it would be. Yeah, niche. I, I've heard that too. I think that for me, it's niche. Yeah. Oh yeah, niche. I sort of feel like I don't, I can't really say niche. I don't, I don't get the joke there. I'm not fancy enough to say niche. Right. That's what covered my unfanciness before. <laughs> I'm definitely not fancy enough to say niche. Well, that's what I, I, I feel, feel like too. I don't like I'm too. at that elite level yet. That's what I feel like too, saying niche. <laughs> like I don't belong. <laughs> So we, it's our official podcast stance is it's niche. niche. Yep. Yeah. So the next word, okay, it comes directly from Tony's, Tony Kornheiser's podcast. Um, uh -huh. And he's doing the read for Harry's Razors, who, okay. um, the, the advertising read for Harry's Razors, who incidentally, we tweeted because I bought Harry's Razors. Ooh. I needed a new razor anyway. So I thought, well, mm -hmm. why not try it? It's a good deal. And you get, you get this um, bonus gift that are the bonus, I guess it's not a gift. I guess it's a gift. You don't, they're not charging you for it anyway. Yeah, it's a bonus. So at Speak Tangents tweeted that picture out mm -hmm. and tagged Harry's and Harry's actually responded and said, no, we're not going to sponsor you right now, but maybe, <laughs> maybe in the future. <laughs> so That's I thought cool. that was pretty cool. It, you know, Harry's, Harry's did respond to their tweets anyway. Yeah, the first um, step on a long road to sponsorship. Yes. And um, so anyway, <laughs> all that to say that the word um, they that they include in the package, if you order for them from them, is um, a free post-shave B-A-L-M. Balm. Yeah, balm, right? Yeah. Who told you to put the balm on the skin? You didn't put the balm on the skin. 
Jackie didn't tell you to put the bomb on the skin? Is that... Um, That's from Seinfeld. It's Seinfeld? Yes. When Kramer spilled coffee on himself. And who's telling him... Who's saying... Jackie. Jackie Child, the lawyer. Oh. The guy who's like sort of Johnny Cochran-ish. Yeah, okay. It's supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to be a you know derivative of Johnny Cochran. It's when Kramer spilled the hot coffee from the place on him and he got the, the, the wound on his... I think it was like on his stomach or on his side. And... He got some sort of magical bomb from some neighbor or somebody that gave it to him, and he put it on there, and it went away the day before they were going to the other lawyers oh. <laughs> to investigate it. And that's when they said, we'll give you free coffee for life, and, and Kramer stood up and said, deal, <laughs> before before they offered the, you know, like $500,000 or whatever it was extra. Oh, I really need to go back and watch Seinfeld, because I don't remember oh. that part. I don't remember I've seen that all one. those so many times because they started playing on um, just regular TV, like yes. syndication. Yeah. Like years ago, and I would just be have it on in the background when I was working during the day or whatever, and they'd show you know like four in a row. Yep. And so I've seen them all like many, 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 too many times. Well, I've seen some of them. I don't think I've seen them all. Oh, I really great. need to. Uh, but bomb is how I say it too. But Mister Tony yep. says bomb like B O M B. Ah, uh, calm like a bomb. And he yeah, and he actually, you know, he says and he spells B A L M. Mm-hmm. And he says it's his northeastern accent. So I hadn't heard it pronounced that way before. I think I actually said bomb a couple times when I was doing Jackie Child in there. Well, you probably were. You were if And Calm Like a Bomb is a Rage Against the Machine song. Oh, it is. See, I wouldn't so have got rhyming, that. They're rhyming them, but they're they're saying Calm Like a Bomb. They're rhyming C-A-L-M with B-O-M-B. Yeah, and you can do that. Yeah. You can get away with it. So Mr. Tony's hipper than he thought. Definitely. And, um, if you consider '90s rap rock hip, still, I guess, which yeah. probably most people wouldn't yeah. uh, nowadays. But anyway, Rage Against the Machine still cool. Um, yeah, I should listen to them more. I don't really have, I don't really know their catalog much. Well, I, I expect that you know, with this political climate that we're in now, and especially yeah. going forward, that we might hear more from them. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Or at least people will be playing their old songs anyway. And good. You're 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 in favor of that. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm not in favor of revolution. I'm not in favor of violent revolution. Uh-huh. I'm in favor of resisting and calling out things that are wrong and standing up against them so that we can work past that and get to a better thing for everyone involved. So non non violent revolution. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Um. So I have a phrase that I wonder if you've ever heard or uh-huh. used or heard. It, it bothers me because it's not a word. Um, okay. It's not a fr- It's not, I don't think it's a word, but I've heard it a lot. When, when you say, I agree with you, sometimes you'll say, I'm in agreement with you, or she's in agreement. Have Correct. you ever heard in agreeance? Yes. That's not a word, right? I don't know. <laughs> I've probably said that before. In agreeance? Yes. That one gets to me. I don't know why it just gets to me. It, um, it's, oh, I, I don't yeah, think it's a word. I don't think it's a phrase. And I have never said it like, I'm in agreement with you. Mm-hmm. I have said it like, those two were in agreement. Yeah, I don't think Which that's correct. probably doesn't make a difference, but yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but, you know. It just sounds very official, like. It kind of does. It kind of does. And I don't want to be the grammar police, but, you know, we all have these things that, <laughs> that, uh, Irritate us. No, that's Rob's job to be that's a Rob's, That's Rob's job. In our group of people. <laughs> Absolutely. You see him on Twitter. He'll, yeah. be, he'll get after you. 
And good, good. There's somebody. There should be somebody who, if something bothers you, call it out. That's the whole point of all this. Yeah. It, so in agreeance is not a phrase, folks. <laughs> as far as we're concerned. Yeah. And and um, I know that I've said things that bother people. So you know what? That's fine. Yes. Totally. If you if we say something on here like insurance yeah. that bothers you mm-hmm. or that you find amusing, let us know because we would love to hear about it. And people do find insurance amusing. Good. Because um, I don't know of any other way to say it <laughs> than the correct way. Uh, you know what? I, I'm in agreement with you on that. Excellent. Okay. The next word is um, kind of just pertinent for right now. Oh, topical. Topical. Thank you. It It, it describes what... Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were. <laughs> the axis of evil. All right, let me just spell the word because I knew when I was when I was forming the question or the forming the, the hint you, that we could go were down that one up. Yeah. yeah. So C A N D I D A T E. Candidate. So that's how you say it, candidate. Um, if I'm reading it. That, or I'm trying to actually pronounce it, that's how I'm saying it. I think if you asked me like and gave me a sentence and I wasn't focused on the word, I would say candidate. Uh-huh. I think that I say candidate, mm-hmm. but when you, you know, when you actually look at the word, it yes. is candidate. Yes. You don't, that's why I'm saying, yeah. That's why I've said what I did before you. And you don't say, I am going on a dit tonight with my with this, <laughs> with my wife or my well, husband. some people might. I'm going on a, it's, it's dit night. That was our first date. <laughs> so uh, that one just, um, I've heard people say it a lot lately, obviously. Mm-hmm. But most people yeah. that I'm hearing are saying candidate. So I think they're getting that one right. And I'm wrong. No, I think I think either way with that one's okay. Yeah. Oh, again, it d- depends on what part of the country you're from. There you go. And some, like you and I, have mixed pronunciations based on where we've lived. Absolutely. And speaking of parts of the country, I think we got an email from uh, John. He emailed us an article about a particular word being added to the dictionary. Yes, John Miller. Do you have that? Yes. Um, the term mass hole. <laughs> yeah. You want to take a stab at what you think that is and knowing where John Miller's from? Yes. It's <laughs> someone from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. particularly probably around the Boston area. That has a very, let's say, um, possibly overbearing or exuberant attitude and approach to everything that they do is basically 100 miles an hour. <laughs> is that close? Uh, well, you, you, I think I'm you, trying to be nice here. You, you've gone above and beyond. What, here's what they, they said the term was added to the dictionary as a noun and is considered vulgar slang that is, quote, a contemptuous term for a native or inhabitant of the state of Massachusetts, uh-huh. unquote. So basically, if you're from Massachusetts, you get this title. That's what it sounds <laughs> like. Is, it's just known. Right. No. Right. It's just known that anyone that lives there or is native to that area is a bad person or a vulgar term. I, I think. They're... No, I don't think they think of it as a bad term. I think I think it started out as because I've heard this before, you know, following Bill Simmons and, you know, reading his articles, mm-hmm. I've heard. I think he was the first person I heard say this or, or write this or bring this up, brought this to my attention. Um, I think people who are outside of that 
scope of, you know, and, and mainly I think a lot of it revolves around the sports teams. Uh, Patriots, Bruins, you know, Red Sox, Celtics, when they started winning and the Boston fan attitude was, yeah, suck at everybody else mm-hmm. and was so overbearing that people outside of that sphere, that group, started referring to them as masshole, which is basically a portmanteau of Massachusetts, and you can figure it sure, out. Sure, you just remove the M, and that's basically what they're <laughs> saying. Yes, and so that's that's what that's how it started, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the people who are inside that that were being called that that were from Boston that were this were exhibiting this behavior, mm-hmm. they embrace it. And they're like, yeah, we're we're bold, we're brash, we're brazen. This is what we are. And I think they t- use it as a term of endearment now for themselves. Oh, okay. Well, is what I looking at this from afar think. And I had not heard that term ever before. Really? No. But the it's way It's only been in recent years that I've heard it. But it it's been used enough that they actually put it in the dictionary. <laughs> that that shocked me. Yeah, and and but what I'm reading here is really from what you're saying is not the appropriate definition because it's basically saying that anyone that's from or lives in Massachusetts is this term, masshole. No, no which I don't think is, what is the intention of the term. Yeah. It, uh, well, but I could be wrong. What you're I, saying makes sense to me. And so if someone, maybe maybe John has more insight on this or someone else from Massachusetts, or if you would consider yourself, if you would refer to yourself in this way endearingly, or maybe someone has referred to you, you know, uh, in a negative way with yeah. this term, maybe you could maybe you know, send us an email and let, or send us a tweet and let us know, you know, your side of that. But I, that's what I think about yeah. it from, you know, from my perspective. Yeah. Enlighten us, massholes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you said that. <laughs> oh, that was a good, a good pronunciation of that. Word. <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh, there's one more, um, okay. and it's, it's, maybe you have a better idea. It's from the, oh, internet technological computer world oh okay um good it's the it's a it's an acronym i think maybe it's not an acronym all right it's it's three letters g-i-f yes it is an acronym okay what's it stand for do you know and it's actually not an acronym well actually it is an acronym because you pronounce it because we could get into whole what's an acronym that's true initialization that's true have we done that before have we talked about that before? no we have not because initialization, you don't really sound out, but this you do. So I guess this is an acronym, technically. Okay. But maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, it stands for graphics interchange format or graphical interchange format. One of those. Oh, okay. Uh, well. Uh, and this is a huge, huge, huge one in any sort of graphics or production. Like I did video production and graphic production for a while, and that, and still do contract stuff now and then. That is a this is a huge thing that comes up that people argue about and are split almost fifty fifty. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't realize what we were getting into here with this one. Oh, this big is a, debate. This is, this is like the the holy grail of pronunciation words we have that we have stumbled upon. <laughs> so, how do you pronounce that? I say, GIF. Okay, now that's how I say it, GIF. Mm-hmm. But the reason that I brought it up is because I heard on Tony's show, Michael Kornheiser referring to it as a GIF. Correct. Which is what... That's peanut butter to me. It's literally 50-50. Absolutely. And it's literally 50-50 on how this thing is said. And people will argue this. 
I've seen people arguing almost to the point of fist fighting over the pronunciation <laughs> of this word. Oh, that cracks me up. Which is beyond ridiculous, but, you know, hey. That is beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about the uh, little pictures that must be thrown together to make the picture move. Yeah. Well, and it's it just all, it's repeats a, it's a format. itself, it's, right? It's, that's an animated GIF. There's also oh. a format. It's, it's just basically just a, a file extension. That's how they got to the three letters. Okay. Because, you, you know, you like you have a JPEG, a JPG, mm-hmm. or a, mm-hmm. a ping file, which is a PNG, or, you know, a bitmap, which is a BIT, or a BMP, sorry. Um, this, you know, the GIF is just a GIF. That's just because in old, you know, Windows, still in Windows, and in, you know, Unix systems and things like that, stuff had file extensions, and that's how it worked. So you had to have three letters for a file extension to determine not only to tell the computer what kind of file it is, but to tell the people looking at the file name to say, okay, that's that's this general type of file. There are thousands of these things, and I used to know a ton of them, but nowadays I see extensions that I'm like, I don't even remember what that is. But Okay, so if it's a file extension, but uh-huh. it, how does it become moving? Don't they have to move? Doesn't a GIF an... move? No, and not all GIFs move. They don't? Well, no, what's the difference between GIF. a GIF and a JPEG then? Just how the file is encoded to okay. create the image. It's all ones and zeros. It's all binary. Okay. Ultimately. The computer doesn't know anything other than 0001110001111. So it's a binary thing, kind of like... Uh, do- all computers are all binary things. Okay. Like any image you see on your screen... Yeah. The computer just sees a bunch of ones and zeros. Yeah, which I'll never understand, ever. Well, it's like in the Matrix, you know, in the movies where they're looking at that screen and they're like, yeah, we see this, blah, blah, blah. That's basically your computer is always seeing that green stuff flying by. I mean, yeah. it's obviously not that, but that's kind of the analogy. That's the that's how you have to think of it about it, is that it's, it's, all, it's all a binary state. It's all either, it's either on or it's off in the computer and there's no images. There's no, you know, text. There's no this. There's no video. It's all numbers it's all math yeah yeah that's why i won't understand it which is why it's so incredibly impressive oh my gosh absolutely anything works yeah <laughs> that that all this stuff doesn't fail miserably on a regular daily basis yeah. and yep. we should not be frustrated have you ever seen louis ck talk about people complaining about cell phones yes that is one of my favorite like comedian rants because he's absolutely right, and he does it hilariously. And I'm not even going to try to even get into that, but you should look that up. It's all over YouTube. I think it was on Conan, but I've heard him do it in like a stand-up routine too. Yep. I've seen it it's on YouTube, I think. About how we complain about how oh, this phone is not you know, working for three seconds. He's like, give it a second. It's going to space. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's hitting a satellite in space. It's hitting a radio wireless tower that's thousands of feet away or miles in some cases away from you. Just give it a second. It's, yep. it's amazing. We live in an amazing world of technology. As people, we should be able to get along with everybody. And all this stuff around us is so amazing. All we have to do is get along with each I other. I know. And speaking, Come on. and speaking of getting along, fist fighting over how GIF or JIF is pronounced, or, yes. or any word for that matter, yes. seems like a real waste of energy. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs> But people will pick on anything to be divided about. And yep. It's okay to be to have differences. Just don't let them divide you. It's, right. And it's I, and I'm I've been that way too. I've almost gotten into fights with people over stupid stuff. I'm sure that 
Like so me, have I. Everybody has in my right? marriage. I've been married for yeah. I've been married for twenty over twenty years now. We've had some fights about some of the that started with some of the dumbest things. Oh, here's, I know. Here's <laughs> and you're just like, why were we fighting about that? Mm-hmm. And well, a lot of times there's stuff underneath. There's underlying circumstances. There's root causes of things that if you would get down to the root cause and look at the root cause and say, here's where we're d- differing. Let's sort this out and let's understand each other's position. Because if you understand the position of the other person, you're much less likely to get angry at them when they take that position. If you know where they're coming from. So right. if you're going to fist fight over GIF or GIF, understand you might have a difference because, you know, you came from, you have an opinion about this other thing that you're not even, that you're bringing in, that you're angry about this person for, because you heard this person say something a month ago and you hadn't addressed it and it's coming out in a <laughs> GIF and a GIF fight. When you should have been talking a month ago about, hey, we have a difference about this. Let's talk about this. Let's sort this out. Let me understand where you're coming from. Help me to help you. (laughs) Yes. Here's the thing. Everybody thinks they're right about their opinions. Otherwise, they would not have that opinion. Exactly. It's not trying to prove them wrong. It's not trying to demean them. It's It's not about trying to tear them down. It should be. And I say that, and oftentimes it is. But it shouldn't be about that, is what I'm trying to say. It shouldn't be about trying to put the other person down. You don't. You shouldn't have to wreck the other person in order to make yourself better. That's not how it works. You should be trying to understand why they got to that point and understand them as a human being, what circumstances led them to that, and then you will be much more understanding of why they feel that way. And only then can you start to talk about maybe changing their mind to where you two can meet in the middle. And this is all about gifts, right? Yes. <laughs> So you can say GIF or GIF. It's cool. Fine with me, too. (laughs) Sorry. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a quiz. What do we know? And yes, it is a quiz. And speaking of advertisements, um, and you know, you went you went on a little bit of a rant um, about marketing and advertising. Okay, I'll take your word for it. (laughs) It was it was a rant that I think was needed and good. Oh, okay. Then yes, I did. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever I said, I agree. Why not um, take a quiz about marketing and advertisements, and can we identify? What thing that they're actually advertising by the jingle themselves, the right, jingle I'm gonna, itself. I'm going to say that both that unless these are very obscure, that these little earworms are stuck in our brain somewhere, and we will probably be pretty good at this. And it's a sh- I I think so too. It's a short. For better one. or worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's a short one, and I think you know I'm not going to brag or anything, but I wonder if we might get all of them correct. Well, don't we always? We always do. That's what I'm going with going forward. Yep. Okay. All right. Should we just get into it? Sure. All right. Here's number one. All right. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my. I did a jingle to this. You did? Yep. Um. I'm glad that Tony's back. Oh yeah. Uh, and I think this actually came up in one of our um. In one of our uh, previous podcasts, we we sang this to each other. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. So oh, it's, this is obviously Chili's. Yeah. Yep. Chili's. Yes. Um, 
and I believe that that was, you know, my boys and sync that sang really? that saying that. Oh, that's right. The sounds in the background are from the commercial when they're on the island and the crates are dropping in. Well, maybe I, I don't quite. Yes. Yeah. And it's in sync singing. Uh, uh, yes. Because they had like a helicopter and stuff in the background. Yeah. And I was like, why don't they just play the song? They're, this is like ripped from like the television commercial. Yeah, it I think be. so. Yep. So it's it's chilly. Should we? Um, oh, well, we can wait till the end. If that's what it is. Okay. The next one. You ready? Number two. Okay. Number two. <laughs> I think we both know what this is. Yeah. I don't think we need to listen to the entire audio. No. As it just repeats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, well, I think the answer is Meow Mix, but it could be Friskies. It's 100% Meow Mix. Oh, okay. So, I I'm, I agree. I think it's Meow Mix. Okay, we're going to go with that one. All right. Okay, number three. Do you know, did NSYNC do a jingle for Meow Mix? <laughs> Not that I know. Was that, was that JT singing in falsetto? <laughs> Probably could have been. <laughs> yeah, he could do better. He would have done better. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number All right, three. Number three. Is this Rebecca Black? Now, this one I do not that was terrible. know. I've never heard this one, but I, I just from the lyrics alone, my guess wow. would be University of Phoenix, maybe? I'm guessing some online university, yeah. Yeah. Well, I took some free tests to find out my direction. And it, they have the lyrics written down is the reason why we're reading them. Yep. I, have, I took some free tests to find out my direction. I'm taking my classes online, getting my degree on my own time. The they only... didn't run direction with anything. What's Did that? They? Am I missing something? Direction? Direction doesn't fit in there. To find my... I've... My guess is that this university... Are they saying that just rhymes with tests? Direction? I took some free tests to find out my direction. <laughs> I'm taking my classes online, getting my degree. Uh, it doesn't really What rhyme. rhyme scheme is that? <laughs> I'm not a writer, but come on. <laughs> That's, that, you'd think you could find something that rhymes with tests. But um, well, the only online university that I'm well familiar with is University of Phoenix. Yes, because I would say DeVry or the De oh yeah DeVry DeVry, DeVry. Um, ITT Technical Institute. Which one? I think one of them unfortunately recently went out of business. Um, was it? Shut it wasn't down. University of Phoenix, was it? I'm pretty sure it wasn't that, but it was something. It was one of those that you see a commercial for. Okay, I'm gonna go. I, I guess I'm gonna say University of Phoenix too because I don't know and I've never heard that jingle before. Me either. And really, that sounds like they hired Rebecca Black of the famous Friday. I was going to say, is she the one that does that Friday song? Yes, which Rob did a jingle about that I worked on with him. But yes, this, that was a good one. This is this is really terrible, bad. bad one. Yeah, that was terrible. I can't believe it made this quiz. You couldn't come I up can't. with a different one. <laughs> yeah, out of all the famous, you know, iconic jingles, you know, like in the last fifty years, those quiz writers. Ah, they're the worst. Yeah. All, All right. right, next. Four, is that what we're on? Yep. Your heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, Whoa. diarrhea. Okay, well, I don't specifically remember this. It's certainly not an earworm for me, but just looking at the lyrics, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Uh, Alka-Seltzer? Pepto um, I'm going to say Pepto-Bismol. Oh, I bet you you're right. I bet you it's because I remember. I don't really, I don't really remember this particular song, but I remember the commercials where they had that like um, 
this five or six people standing in a row. I think it's five people. Yeah, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach. You have five people standing mm-hmm. in a row, and they would go and they would say the word, and then they would like pantomime or like you know the person who had nausea would put their hand over their mouth like they're gonna throw up, and the other person would act like they had heartburn. And you, know, you get to the end person, and I'm like, you know, they got stuck with diarrhea, and I'm like, that's not <laughs> that's that's what you go in for a commercial when you're an actor, struggling actor, or you know, aspiring actor. Yeah. You go into a Pepto commercial, and you're like, just don't give me diarrhea, yeah. just don't give me diarrhea, please not diarrhea. Well, you know, they could have always made the the um, choice of having them all wear just black T-shirts that have the word spelled out. Like you've seen it's, that before, where people yes. stand in a line and the T-shirt yes. identifies what they are. What you don't yes. need to do any acting. Yes, I guess this is a level above the herpes simplex, whatever, whatever drug commercial that is <laughs> that you have to that you're out you know, living your life and you know kayak. This is oh, that, you know yeah. that that reminds what you said before about the Viagra commercial about yeah. they're out kayaking or yeah. out or hiking. Yeah. Does is having erectile dysfunction and herpes are they related? Because those no. commercials are awfully similar they in the are. activities that those people are doing. You're kind of right about that. I guess they could be related. They they certainly could. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go on to number five. Yeah, let's move on to five. Sorry. <laughs> number five. Swimming, hiking, intent pitching. They're not oh, biting. This is, a rip, this is an actual like, jingle in the spirit. Can't wait to show you. Isn't that the Oscar Mayer song? Uh, no, that's uh, Camp. Uh, da, 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 hello, oh, mother, hello, hello, mother. Father. Yeah. Um, swimming, hiking, and tent pitching. They're not biting. I'm not itching. Can't wait to show you all all my new tricks. Is it? Uh, it's got to be some sort of bug spray. Yeah, bug spray. Probably off. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of right now. Okay, well, let's guess off. Okay, I'm going with that. All right, number. Yeah, that's a total. That's a total. Like, they must have paid for that song, or maybe it's. Now here's the question. It's less than one minute long, so they don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's is it parody when you're using it in a commercial to profit? Well, you know, they have parody they're doing jingles or I was gonna say they're doing more jingles now, but maybe I'm just more aware of it because I write these parody things. But yeah. commercials are doing jingles of real song hmm. pa- parodies of and I can't think of any right now, but there is one out there right now that's Okay. A parody of an actual song or a yeah, commercial. It's all, it's all a fair use thing, and that is kind of murky in places. So mm-hmm. I, you got to always be careful. It's almost like you're hedging your bet, saying, "Okay, the person who owns the rights to the song is probably not going to, or the company that owns the right to this song, the right. rights to this song is probably not going to come after us. So let's go for it." It's yeah, con- it's that's kind of. I mean, really, because there's no. Everything I've read, there's no definite 100%. You can do this or you can't do this. It's, it's well, fair use. And fair use is a very vague, yeah, it's up, pretty gray area. determined by the judge and who, what lawyers involved kind of situation. Yeah. Um, but I had never heard swimming, hiking. I've never heard this. This sounds, I've, I've heard those lyrics before. So that sounds familiar to me. I've I think heard Hello familiar. Mother, Hello Father. Right. But I, th- I think this is from the 80s or 90s because I feel like I've seen this on TV before. Okay. Uh, it's definitely bug spray off. Sounds good to me. Okay. Number me six. too. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's computer related. Yeah, that um, was doubled up. It's only really the first half of that. 
It's just those notes. It's just repeated it, right? Yes, it repeated it. It did it twice. Um, I, I think that's, it's, I'm getting my, both of these are similar. Microsoft and Intel. They are similar, but this is definitely one of these. Yeah. It, I'm going to go with Intel. That is correct. Okay. Or that's my guess, too. Yeah, that's, that's your guess? Say. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. It's definitely and not Apple. No. And that's the only other computer companies that I really know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Intel, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I can. I know what this is just by reading the lyrics, but look, it's not fun without listening to it. Oh, yeah. Let's listen. It's short. Four seconds. Number seven. I think we both know what this one is. Uh, this is what, from the 70s? It has it to be. Two all beef patty special sauce. Okay, is that Wendy's? No. Okay, well then it's at Burger King? It's a Big Mac. Oh, McDonald's then. Yes, it's a McDonald's. Okay. All right. Because I know Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, and it's too old for Arby's. Yes. What are the other big ones? Um... National big ones. Yeah. Um, there's like Hardee's and Carl's Jr. Because if you're Hardee's like, and Carl's Jr. If yeah. you're east, if you're east of the country, I think it's it's Hardee's, and if you're west, mm -hmm. I think it's Carl's Jr. I don't know how big that is all over though. Uh, it's not. It's definitely not McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King size. I wouldn't think. And then there's um, White Castle and In and Out and uh, those type of Crystal. Crystal. Yep. Crystal, but... I think, and White Castle are basically the same thing. They are, but they are not in and out burger. Let's just say no, that. No, 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 no. I wouldn't put that's not in that category. No, okay. no, no, no. All right. So I'll go with you on, on this and say McDonald's. Yeah, it's definitely McDonald's. Okay. Number eight. Number eight. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief ah. it is. <laughs> you named this hey, one. Hey, I must have. Yes, I, I bet you that's Alka Seltzer. The plop, yes. plop, fizz, fizz kind of gives that away. Yes, absolutely, Alka Seltzer. And you're, you were just, you know, um, being prescient about that. Yeah, foreshadowing. You're just ahead of your time in this quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine. Number nine. Yep, mm, I know what that is. Whistle. Old Spice. That's what I think it is, too. Okay. Sorry, I was eating a peanut. <laughs> and I said it with food in my mouth. Old Spice. <laughs> when you said eating a peanut, it reminded me of Andre the Giant from Princess Bride when he was doing those rhymes. Okay, I've seen Princess Bride, but yeah, I don't remember that. Boat. Yeah, it's when um, the three dudes, they're going to, um, they just kidnapped Buttercup and they're taking her wherever, and uh, Andre the Giant's character, uh, I can't remember, Fezigs or something like that was his name, I can't remember his name. Neither. Um, he's, he, everything that, he, that anybody else says he like rhymes to follow it up. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and one time he says something, he says, how about a peanut? And what did the other per what did the other that person the, say? That was the rhyme. Yeah, that was the rhyme. It was like, "Have you seen it?" Oh, okay. So he was trying to see it with peanut. <laughs> like it. I love corny. Yes. Okay, number ten and final question. All right. Mommy, wow! I'm a big kid now. Oh. Um, this is a. I'm. It's got to be go diapers, like, right? Diapers, yeah. Um, and I believe. This is which which company was the one that kind of um, patented or made popular the pull-ups? Um, was it Huggies? It was either Huggies or Pampers. As a parent of relatively recently small children who were you know potty trained within the last five years, I would say. 
because this commercial i can see this commercial playing out in front of me right now and i yeah, think that here. this um sort of was when they were the child is not quite ready for underwear yet but they're pulling up they're pulling they're pull-ups so they're yes. kind of like underwear but you can do it yourself right yes yes and it's about celebrating the fact that they're you know being potty trained or getting there yeah because believe me that is a party when it happens. Oh, I know. My niece, that is my a nieces, world-changing event right there. My four-year-old nieces, they have recently done this, and that is a party. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is a life-changer yeah. if you're a parent of a small child. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to say Huggies. I think it's I Huggies. Can't... I think Huggies came up with the pull-up. Pull mm -hmm. Okay, should we, say, so. should we tally the results? Yep. Let me put Huggies and finish quiz. 80%? What? Me too, 80%. What did we get wrong? Um, uh, we missed... Okay, University of Phoenix was not right. The answer was Something Education called. Connection. I would have never got that. Never heard of that. And we missed the swimming, hiking, and tent pitching, which we said off. And it says canine advantage. That's dog... That's dog flea and tick preventive. Oh, can't wait to show you all my new tricks. Oh, was one of the last line we should have. We should have figured better. that out. Yes, that was that was tricky because that was a kid singing, and it was obviously I bet it in the commercial it was a dog. A dog talking, your <sighs> one of your favorite things. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and we got that into dog is totally talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. Um, Intel we got correct. McDonald's yep. we got. Well, yep. you got. I kind of was all over the place on that. Alka Seltzer, mm -hmm. Old Spice. And Huggies. Huggies. We did pretty good. I We should have gotten that canine. Ad, I, I would have never guessed canine advantage, but I should, we should have guessed some sort of pet-related tick and flea. Well, I guess so with thing. the word tricks, but that's asking yeah. an awful lot without any video. Yes. I think we should have gotten the canine advantage or at least gotten pet-related products. Yeah. This other thing... I don't even know what the education no, connection is. Me either. This must be some local commercial that this person writing this quiz put together. I only know the rainbow connection. <laughs> um, so maybe that's See, good. That's maybe, about unifying people. Yes. Maybe maybe it's good that we didn't get 100% on this advertising because it's not, you know, embedded in us. <laughs> We're not totally assimilated yet. Yes. In the Borg of brands. <laughs> Real thoughts. I have a real thought. I mean, I we know that we've both had real thoughts if you just go back to the Week in Review segment, but... Yes, we've had plenty of real thoughts today. <laughs> yeah, I have a real thought. And, you know, a lot of my real thoughts are sort of centered around me wondering, you know, do, do other people ever think about this? Or am I the only one who thinks this? Or am I the only one who does this? Um, mm -hmm. So this is a thought like that. Okay. So I live in a somewhat rural area area in Minnesota. And hunting is a big deal here. In fact, I live on a, about six acres of land full of deer that I'm sure, you know, people would wow. love to hunt on. Yeah. It's not going to happen though. Uh, yeah. We're not going to allow them to come in with their guns and our dogs in the backyard. But anyway, yeah. um, 
this past Saturday was the Minnesota hunting opener. And there's all sorts of dates, uh, rifles versus bow and arrow. But this, I believe, is the rifle opener. Mm-hmm. And I always forget this until I start hearing gunshots in the distance. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hunting season. <laughs> um, but anyway, I live right across the street from a, a nice state trail. It's incredibly convenient. And it was a real selling point for us when we bought the house. And about two to three times a week, I go for a run. You know, I use it to go for a run. Yeah. But during hunting season, I I remember, oh, I've got to put bright orange shirt, shirts or bright orange hats or something. Oh, absolutely. Um, so in years past, I don't have any hunting gear because I'm not a hunter. I've used the um, first edition of the Jingle shirt, the orange one. Oh, yeah. So I've bundled up because, it, you know, it's usually around this time it's cold. So I have long sleeves sleeves on and then I put that orange shirt over the top. Um, <laughs> like on the outside of your coat? On the outside of my coat. That's <laughs> funny. So, but, you know, as you start running, there's a deer stand that actually faces the trail, not far. Um, so on Saturday, there was someone sitting in that deer stand, big rifle in his hands, and he's wearing orange. So mm-hmm. I looked down, I waved at him and... I wanted him to know that I was a person, not yeah. a deer, and I had my orange jingle shirt on. Um, but then about a mile later, there was a guy just off the trail sitting on a tree stump with orange on, so I knew he was a hunter, but he just sitting there with a rifle. Um, so I turned around. I didn't finish my run. I just turned around. Yeah, I'd say that's probably a good idea. So, you know, my real thought is, am I being paranoid about this? Because I can't help but think that just because I'm wearing orange doesn't mean that guy is mentally stable and he won't just shoot me. He's standing right there with a gun in his hands. He could snap. Should I keep running and maybe find a spot where people aren't staring at me as I walk past with guns in their hands? Or as I I run past with guns in their hands? I would absolutely go with option number two. (laughs) Because so far what I've done is I've ordered, I now have... Bright blaze orange, I think they call it, winter hat that I've been wearing. Mm-hmm. And I bought a blaze orange safety vest that I'm putting on. Yes. Um, but I I kind of want to just go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, would, I would say that another trail would probably be the best option. <laughs> okay. It's just so just... darn convenient. Until you get shot. <laughs> I know. And... I wanna... That's not real convenient. Okay, so I'm not alone in this one where other people oh, might no. feel the same way. I mean, the guys, I felt, I feel kind of like I'm in the Old West. He's standing there with a rifle. He's sitting on his tree stump. And then the other yeah. guy in the deer stand is looking out the window at me on the trail. Yeah. I would not want to be anywhere near that because accidents happen all the time. I know. So I think what I'll have to do is either run on the gravel road, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of hunters around there or just go somewhere else entirely are you living in westworld is that <laughs> what in the world Come i'm on. telling you that there's a lot of hunters on this road that i live on i thought you were going to say that after tuesday you heard a bunch of gunshots and that <laughs> yeah. you were concerned that it was a revolution and there was militias rising up and stuff like that well i actually did go running the day after the election mm-hmm. um there, I didn't hear any gunshots and while I was running, which was very, um, I, I appreciated that very much. 
That's not a good place to be. No. You don't want to be in a place where you have to say the sentence. I didn't hear any gunshots during the area while, I would, while in the area when I was running, so I, I'm appreciative of that. You, you don't want, that's not the situation you want to put yourself in. Okay. Uh, I, think I wouldn't think. I think we've answered that question then. Yeah. There were, there were wildfires uh, in Georgia, in North Georgia, uh, the last couple of weeks. And now the smoke is kind of drifting down into near Atlanta in the area. Uh-huh. And so yesterday I'm outside and it just started happening like a couple of days ago. And I'd forgotten that that was, they said that's probably coming to look out for that. And so I'm outside on, you know, Wednesday morning looking around and I see like smoke everywhere. And I'm thinking this is, and this is ridiculous. Yeah, right. <laughs> but my first thought is, should I go check the news to make sure there's not sort of like, you know, riots and you know, anarchy happening because of the this election that I should make sure, should I be, you know, gathering up the stuff and heading for the hills or, or what? Yeah. <laughs> or should I, I be go trying to help somebody or, you know, you never know. I don't, I, I don't know what this says about me either, but that's probably would have been my first thought too. Yeah. And I, I'm the type of person that like, eh, oh, well, I guess it's okay. I guess if, you know, if something really actually happened, I, I, I would find out. <laughs> well, so that, I didn't think about it for more than a second, but honestly, that was my first thought after this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think you could probably say at least things like that happened to me right after 9-11, where everybody oh, yeah. was on edge for quite a while. Yes. yes, absolutely. And now, a new segment, First World Problems, about First World Problems. So speaking of first world problems, uh, this is a little late in our podcast than it usually comes up, but I thought I would give an insurance update. Oh, great. Because, you know, it's having insurance and being able to, you know, get medical care and dental care and stuff like that is more a first world thing than anything else. So to complain about that is really a first world problem. Yes, it is. But hey, here we are. Here we are. Um, so a few weeks ago, I think I talked about my daughter going to the dentist and getting her robot teeth and all that, and yep. they did all the work, and we paid for it, and it was, you know, a considerable amount of money. Mm -hmm. And so paid that and took care of that. The dentist said, you know, we know the insurance is not going to pay any of this because they've already said a thing saying, you know, the 12-month thing hasn't expired, so they're not going to cover anything other than preventative stuff for the first 12 months. We've talked about that. Yes. Um, so the dentist said, what the dentist said, what we will do... Since we know you're going to have to pay for all this, in order to be able to give you the better rate, we're going to give you the insurance company rate. We're going to file it with the insurance company, and they're going to send it back, but you'll get to pay their rate because it would be more if you were paying it as an individual, which is beyond stupid to me. Uh-huh, but definitely. That, that is a thing. But it's but decent anyway. of the dentist to do that. Yes, yeah, very nice of them mm -hmm. to do that. So I appreciate that. So they said, if you want, you can pay half of it now and half of it later. And I said, no, we'll just, I have this HSA card. Um, mm -hmm. yep. um, that we specifically set money on for stuff like this. It's getting towards the end of the year. We need to spend some of this anyway. So um, we'll just pay it all right now. Just charge it, put it, take it off this debit card. And so paid it, took care of it, everything done, everything fine. So this week, this is like, what, three weeks later? Yeah, two, three weeks, yep. I get a thing from the insurance company that says, here's how much this stuff costs. Here's what we were charged. Here's what you paid. Here's the outstanding balance. What? I thought you paid it all. I did. The insurance company added almost $500 to what the dentist billed me. 
Oh my! Really? Yes. What? How can they get away with more that? More than the bill. I paid a hundred percent. I have no idea. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. I really couldn't believe it when I opened the mail. I was like, "Are you kidding me? I've already paid this entire amount." The only thing I can think of is they didn't realize that the insurance told me, hey, we're just going to bill you this whole thing and you've already paid it and they don't know that I've paid it. Sure, trying to make and so money off of they're you. they're adding on to the dent- what the dentist is billing them in order to charge me? Are you kidding me? They're ch- they're charging you for the inconvenience of having yeah, it's to... It's an overcharge of to having to deny my deny insurance. Deny your claim, yeah. Yes, that's exactly what, I, what it feels like. So I, are you going to pay this? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I wouldn't pay no. it. No, I've already paid for the services. Yeah. They're going to have to come after me with bill collectors and lawyers. And and this is, I've always said, I'm never going to sue anybody or anything. I'm not going to court. I hate that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like getting involved in legal matters. I don't want to, I don't want to do that unless I absolutely have to. This is an absolutely have to situation for me. Well, because and, of this insurance. And it's obviously, you know, it's not, it's a principal thing, right? I mean, it's yes, not it's like your livelihood. It's not the money. Yeah. No. Right. It's the, it's a hundred percent principle of, are you kidding me that you're the, you're the insurance, you're denying the claim, and then you're saying it costs more than it did, and I need to pay the... What? You, what are you talking about? It sounds like fraud to me. Um, totally. So there's no way they would ever let this go to court if you had to, because I don't see how this is legal. They would probably back off is what I'm thinking. I, I think so they would back off. Until, I think you should And this send- wasn't a bill. This was a... Hey, by the way, we haven't sent you a bill yet. We're just kind of keeping you updated on the oh, charges. Uh-huh. So have, and this leads me to another thing that I've seen in the past few years, which they'll send that, which is not a bill. They say, don't pay. This is not a bill. You'll get a bill. And then like a month later, they send you the actual bill. And it's the same thing, but uh-huh. it's the actual bill. And it says, oh, by the way, you're already 30 days behind on this. Oh, okay. I've not I've seen that I've got multiple before. versions of that lately. Also Multiple. seems like that's probably within their legal right, so they wouldn't get away with it. But it's still, would you say, moral fraud? Can it's we make eth- up that word? It's ethically wrong. Yeah, yeah. There you go. More, it's, it's ethical fraud. It's completely yeah. wrong. It's, it's, how can you do that to people who you're supposed to be helping your customers? This is... I, yeah, this is... Insurance companies are evil. Yes, but we need to try and understand Inherently. them. <laughs> yeah, we do. We need to try to understand the people that work at the insurance yeah, company I and know. try to change their mind about stuff. The insurance company itself as an is an entity? Yes. No. Get out. It's like marketing companies and advertisement agencies, etc. Yes, it's it's you get people who if it was just their individual person making in their mind making up the decision, they would never treat other people like this. But when you get groups of people together and you divide them into departments and categories and say, okay, this department do this, this department do that, this department do that, and they're all kind of working together for the same thing, but nobody really knows what the other person is doing, mm-hmm. that's how you get this entity of evil. Yes. <laughs> and of course, like I said, it's a first world problem because I know a lot of people don't even have insurance. And I, I fear that I'll let... A lot of people in the first world in America will have less chance to get insurance if yeah. you know, healthcare law and all that stuff gets repealed and all that stuff. And look, I hate all the insurance premiums and everything as much as anybody, and I hate that it's gone up. But if I have to pay a little bit more or, in some cases, double yeah. a month in insurance premium, and I can afford to do that it's so that five other people or ten other people can have insurance that couldn't afford it otherwise, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, that's yep. that's okay with me. I, and people may say, "Oh, that's socialist, blah blah blah." Whatever. I don't I don't care. People should have access to stuff that helps them not only be healthier and become healthier, but 
if a catastrophe happens, if something traumatic in their life, if an injury happens or, you know, some sickness or illness, they should have access to health care. Yes, I agree. But I, I, I think the problem with a lot of the, because I know the premiums of this are going to go up even if, you know, Obamacare stays in and, you know, affordable health care, whatever you want to call it, stays active for a while. Mm -hmm. The premiums have already said they're going to go up and by a large percentage next year. And some people may not be able to afford it even because of that. I, I think the problem is not that giving everybody health care. It's that when the insurance companies get involved, they wreck everything. Agreed. Absolutely. It's the greed of the insurance company. I know my insurance company is making money. Insurance drives everything that I'm allowed to do for my job. Everything. Oh, that's right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it drives it all. It, it, I Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely have to talk about that. Yeah, we will. Because I am very interested in that. And, it definitely and does. Insurance is up. evil. Yes. And to wrap it up, uh, my wife, who... We have insurance through her because I have a non, I'd be self-employed and we had self-employed and I paid for our own insurance there for a while, but her job was like, you know, Hey, we're going to give you this. And it was, it was less. So we're like, yeah, we'll go with that. And this is how we got into the 12 month for dental thing anyway. Sure. Well, I believe at the beginning of next year, they're going to change your job status. So it'll actually be better on everything else, but the insurance will change and we will go back to having to wait another 12 months for the dental thing. No. So we will have insurance, and this one, the 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 um, probationary period for this twelve months expires on December thirtieth. Oh. And her new thing would start on January first. So we would have one, one day, day of dental coverage. One. And then it would start over again. And we're trying to work this out so that we don't have to do that. But everything we have read and everything that the HR people and the insurance people have told us is sorry. Yeah, sorry. Better Sorry. luck next time. I... So do you need any <laughs> any dental work? Because you, you should probably get it done on December 31st. Is that the day yes, you'd have actually, coverage? Yes, December 31st would be the one day. I actually do need, uh, probably is what I'm thinking, I might have a cavity in one of my teeth that I need to get fixed, mm -hmm. and I'm waiting until then. Well, if you can, you should. Yeah, I'm going to go to the dentist for a checkup, and as long as they say I can wait until then, I'm going to wait until then to fill it. I don't care if it's 100 bucks. I'm waiting because I well, I am so frustrated by this Aetna is the name of the company, yes. insurance company, about this dental stuff and about this health insurance stuff. I cannot believe how they treat customers and people. And all I will say about this beyond that is I am very thankful that we have, in every situation so far, we have had money to pay for the stuff that we needed. Mm-hmm. Yep. I cannot imagine having a child who is sick or something needs some sort of procedure and not being able to pay for it or not being able to pay for something even short term that would help them relieve something in their, and make their life better because of some sort of illness, some sort of illness or sickness, not being able to address that because your insurance company is acting like this and treating you like this. Yeah. I would lose my mind. And I know that that happens to people, and I cannot believe that insurance companies get away with this stuff. It, 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 it absolutely happens to people all the time. And I'm fortunate that I, I have coverage as well. But I couldn't imagine that. Even, you know, I don't have no. kids, but even just what if something happens to me, you know, cancer, how I, I don't even know. You know, it's just how do people yeah. pay for that? A lot I, of people don't. 
I guess that's a lot of times where you have these fundraisers. I'm, I'm, yes. I don't know if I talked about it a few weeks ago. We went and did a 5K. We ended up walking it because they had a 5K um, fun run part for like if you want your kids and both our kids went. So my wife and I, both our kids went. And since the kids went, we just walked the 5K. Mm-hmm. It's called the fun run or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, sure. And it was the entry fee went towards uh, a kid here, a friend of ours who their six-year-old has cancer and the insurance has denied a bunch of stuff and they're having to pay. Uh, I mean, at that rate, even if the insurance is paying 60, 70, 80%, you're still out thousands upon thousands and sometimes multiple tens of thousands of dollars every year for that stuff. Oh, yeah. Because it, it, it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars in hospital fees and you know treatments and stuff. And if you have the insurance to cover it, it's great. The insurance yeah. companies are the ones that set what they're going to cover and what they're not. Yeah. But and they often will fight you tooth and nail where even if you ultimately get it covered, it's mentally exhausting getting them to do their job. Right. It's it's they're, it's evil, really. The companies... It really is. I haven't had a... I've never had an insurance company that covered everything without some sort of argument on my my yeah. on my part. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of people don't want to argue, or they get to the point of where they just get tired of arguing, and they just oh sure figure out a way to pay for it, and that's wrong. It's and, definitely wrong. Insurance companies are counting on that in some cases. A lot of a lot of companies count on it, like um, cable they companies. Want people to give up. Comcast, yeah. in particular, I had trouble with Comcast. They'd bill me for things that I. You know, they just keep raising the price and you, they expect that you're going to pay for it. And unless, yeah. unless you call and complain, who wants to do that every single month? Yeah, nobody. No. It's wrong. It is wrong. It's greed. Yep. It's wrong. Yep, it is. I mean, how many millions of dollars does the person running, the people, the board and the, the trustees of these companies need? Right. Really? Really? I agree. First world problems. First world problems. And speaking of them. Yeah. You know, you have you heard about the problems that Samsung is having with their phones spontaneously oh, yes. combusting? Oh yes. What is it? The Samsung Notebook, Galaxy, Gal- Note, Galaxy 7, Note. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Galaxy Note Seven. I mean, they the phones have just blown up, started fires. Yeah. I saw a picture online of a phone blowing up inside of a car, and the car caught on fire. Yeah, it burnt. I saw that too. The car, the entire car burned. Yeah, and to a shell. Yeah. So you so you may. So you've heard about the phones. Have you heard? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, go ahead. they even, they even uh, have said you cannot bring this device or any, oh, yeah. any devices on an airplane anymore because we're afraid it's going to explode. It's going to explode. That's, um, that's when you know you got a problem. Definitely. And so have you heard about the Samsung's, Samsung washers also having similar yes. problems? Just this week, Deanna told me, hey, can you believe this? And I was like, wow. Yeah, well, I have one of those washers. Oh gosh! Yeah, now that's worse. Yes, and I have a washer and a dryer, and I'm fortunate enough, and I live in a country where I don't, you know, I can wash my clothes. We've established that this is a first world problem, but yes. I have one of those washers. We bought it because only one month after buying the house where we now live, the washer that we negotiated to stay with the house when we bought it that we were planning on lasting for about a year at least, died on us only one month after we moved in. Oh. So I researched a ton, read lots of reviews, not just Amazon either. Uh, yeah. Compared, <laughs> Good. Yeah, compared many washers, and Samsung ended up being the final choice. 
Of course, no mention of these explosions at that time. Mm. Obviously. Anyway, we've had it about six months. And thankfully, we it hasn't blown up. We haven't had any of those problems yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. But we have been informed by the company that there's a recall. So we can pick. We have two choices. Number one, free in-home repair. But my question about that is, how good will the repair be? I mean, am I supposed to just all of a sudden believe that it's fine and it's not going to blow up? Yeah, that I would want to get that thing out of there. Because when they get to the point of having a recall, yes, they are admitting there is a problem with this, systemic problem with this, mm-hmm. not only just a few of these. It's a something in the manufacturing or the design of this is messed up. Yeah, and, and so... I'm a little bit hesitant to just say, yes, they're going to come to my house. That's great. I shouldn't have to go anywhere. I shouldn't have to load my washer up anywhere. They should come to my house. But they're, and they're going to pay it. And apparently it's, a, it's an easy fix. But I'm still a little leery about that choice. Yeah. Number two. Especially since they've also had phones recently. Yes. It's fire. not just a washer problem. Yeah. Number two is they'll give you a rebate. And I wrote down what they said. It can be applied towards the purchase of a new Samsung or other brand washer, along with free installation of a new unit and removal of the old unit. And they said rebate is based on when you bought the washer, and I'm sorry, when the washer was made, and your model number. Oh, so basically, if you've had it for a certain amount of time... You're going to get less it's money. It's going to be like basically prorated. Yep. And if you choose to buy another Samsung, basically... A base, if you you know they call it their their uh, loyalty plan because why why wouldn't I buy another <laughs> Samsung right I'm a risk taker a thrill yeah. seeker you want some excitement in your life <laughs> yeah if we if we choose to buy another Samsung we'll get an additional 150 dollar quote unquote loyalty incentive toward a new washer so how much <laughs> now I have no idea right now how much the rebate will cover we haven't investigated further. But I can tell you this, I'm certain it won't cover the whole thing. Oh, no. And, I'm 100% it will not. And I'll tell you what I think Samsung ought to do. Samsung ought to cover the, pat, the, the cost of a brand new washer completely. Deliver it, yes. install it, remove the old one all for free. Why yes. should I have to pay a single cent for their error in manufacturing? I agree. So what do you think I should do? I think you should get a new one that is not a Samsung washing machine. And was what I would do. Let's just say the rebate is enough to buy a model similar, but not as many of the functions that we'd want. Right. So I would, I would buy the lesser model because what I've discovered is every time I bought, and I bought probably five or six washing machines or more in my life, and microwaves and that kind of things and refrigerators. Mm-hmm. This is me personally. I never use more than 10% of the extra stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. And I never use it. Yeah, I, I think you're I, right. I need the, basically the basic thing. We so just did, any extras, I'm just, no. We just did that with the dishwasher and we ended up buying the cheaper model. And yep. we're happy we did because we have only we only use the same setting every time. And that kind of yep. goes with the washer. So we'll, I don't know what we'll do, but I swear if they only give us $300 and this washer I think was 600 that yeah. will not make a, me that's happy. That's a middle of the, that's a middle uh, that's like middle price to your washer, right? Middle price, $600? Yep. yep. They got to give you more than $300. Come on. I would hope they would. And so that's the next step. So if anybody out there listening has one of these washers, let me know what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and please do not keep using it. <laughs> 
I have to but keep using it. What am I going to do? Not wash my clothes? I suppose well, I mean, a first world problem. I could go to a laundromat. Yeah. I did that a lot in college growing up. I used the washer yesterday. Well, and what I what Deanna told me, and I may be wrong about this. This may there may there may be more to it than this. But what Deanna t- said is that it's a chance that the door will fly off the front of it. No, it's top loaders only. The front loaders oh, are not loader. affected. So maybe it is the maybe it is that the top the door on the top loader flies off. I don't know. Okay, because what she told me was the story she read is that the top flew off and hit a woman in the head. And like oh, not, like gave her a concussion or something like that. Well, what I read about, um, I have obviously haven't researched it very much yet because we just found out about it. But I mean, I knew they were having these problems, but I didn't know they were recalling them. Um, it said something like, in the meantime, if you use it, please put it, use the gentle cycle only or something like that. Okay. So I, they're not so, saying don't stop using it. All right. As long as it's not going to like burn your house down, then I would keep using right. it. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, I fine. never wash clothes. Or dry clothes when I'm not home anyway. Yeah, that's a good that's a good rule. I, I try to stick to that one too. Yeah, okay. Well, there we go. So uh, let me know, anybody, what you're going to do with this Samson washer. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, I've I've been a big proponent of buying Samson, Samsung TVs for like the last mm-hmm. four or five years. Every TV, I'm, it's, I mean, it's not a lot, but three or four TVs I've bought have been Samsung. And now I'm like, I feel like I got to get a different brand. Yeah. Just inherently because of how many, the phones and now the washing machines, who knows what else might happen. But it's so strange to me because Samsung gets such great reviews and they're a good, yeah. they seem to be, make good products. These TVs have been great. Yeah. I, that's why I keep buying them. And now I feel like I'm going to have to get another brand. Well, I guess I'm going to have to do that too. <laughs> yeah. Don't buy that Galaxy. I actually don't even think they sell it anymore. No, I think that's off the market. That's by far the worst. I mean... Your cell phone catching on fire? Wow. That is scary. Yeah. That's that's deadly. I mean, washing machine, I guess at the top hit the woman in the head, it could have killed her, but burning your car, your house down, or when it's being banned from airlines because it could blow the plane up, I mean that's a that's that's beyond a recall. That's a it needs a federal investigation yeah. into what in the world is going on there. Uh absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I have a recommendation this week. Um, All right. I know that it's, it's you know, we're coming upon the holidays here. And I, I'm not one of those people that as soon as Halloween is over, it's time to throw up holiday lights or anything like that. In oh, fact, I don't even, I usually don't even decorate for Christmas at all. But uh, Our Halloween decor- decorations are still out. Your Halloween, okay. So you're, when do you bring out the Christmas stuff? Um, after Thanksgiving or before Thanksgiving? December 23rd, maybe. Okay, so you're, you and I are alike <laughs> in this. Yes, um, I mean, it may stay up until January 15th. Yes, my mom will put, my mom starts the day after Thanksgiving, and she mm-hmm. does not take it down till after, uh, what is it? When's Pentecost? <laughs> the, whatever. <laughs> you're asking the wrong person about that. Uh, the, after, it's sometime in January, like the. The 6th of January or something. Okay. It's probably not Pentecost, and she would be horrified that I don't know. But anyway. I think Pentecost is around Easter, I thought. So it might be the Epiphany? Uh, 
I don't know if that's right either. Does she have like an advent calendar up for like December? We used to when we were little, but Mm. not anymore. Mm. She might have one like in a closet that she put, that she opens a door and looks at on her own, but she knows that we're not going to participate in the advent calendar. Okay. Do you guys have one advent calendar? Uh, I think Deanna has done it before for kids Mm because you can can get the ones that have chocolate in it. Yes. Yeah. And it's just so an excuse for kids to eat chocolate once a day. Yeah. Oh, I used to like the advent calendar, but now um, we don't do that anymore. So anyway. But anyway, this is a shameless plug for my sister-in-law, who's a graphic designer. Cool. And she has uh, an account on Etsy. Not an account, yeah. a shop on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And are you familiar with the website Etsy? It's oh, a Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a good place for gifts, maybe stocking stuffers. Um, what she does is she makes jewelry. And she does, um, she makes moleskin notebooks, which I, you know. If oh, you, wow. Yeah. And it, so like if you're a jingle writer who likes to write things down on, on notebooks, uh, maybe Rob, maybe Rob Berg needs a new notebook. Um, <laughs> she, she does some really cute stuff. Uh, she also sells holiday cards, invite, you know, announcements, invitations. She makes earrings, necklaces. She makes posters, posters, thank you cards. Um, holiday cards. So mo- a lot of it is jewelry and designing of cards and and mm-hmm. just homemade homemade cards and homemade notebooks. I I own several of the notebooks and I use so, them frequently. So the moleskin stuff, I use those for writing lyrics, and I use those for like the, my kids' notebook that I you know wrote, I oh yeah before yeah. I wrote, wrote down all that stuff. That that notebook, those are all moleskin notebooks. So does she buy them and then like decorates them? like customizes them or is there like yes. certain designs or will she like, can you request or is it like just pre-made stuff that she puts together? I don't know if, it, I don't know that she would say no to a request, but I don't think she's ever had a request like that, that people just buy okay. her stock stuff. So for right. instance, I have the Yeehaw pocket. They're all pocket moleskins. They're not, they're not larger. I don't I like the. I like those. That's the size I buy. Yeah. And so she's got just some interesting designs and, and um, so let me give the name of the shop. It's called okay. Juniper Berry Design. And B E R R Y. Yeah, B E R R Y. And okay. I'm sure we'll tweet this out. Um, sure. But if you're looking for, you know, holiday gifts or anything in general year round, I'd, I'd say check her out. She's very talented and things that I could Sweet. never do. Yeah, I'm always impressed by that stuff, the arts and crafts stuff, because it, it, when they show you how it's done, it looks deceptively simple. But whenever I try to follow directions, because I've seen like tutorials for DIY stuff for that stuff. Oh, yeah. And I look at it and I'm like, yeah, that looks simple. I could do that. And about five minutes into it, I've got like stuff glued to my head and, you know, stuff drops on the floor that I, I lose. <laughs> and I, I'm terrible at that stuff. So, so am I. Just, I'm always very impressed with people who can do that just, very well. Yeah, just forget it. Like when I was talking about my, my brother and his wife, this is the same gal um, who decorated the pumpkins. Oh, I've okay. got no, I've got no talent. I remember trying to decorate pumpkins when I was little and it always just came out as one big hole. <laughs> and so when Michael Kornheiser was tweeting out the pumpkins that he carved, I, I was just in awe. I'm like, how can people do that? And my brother is yeah, very good cool. at it. And my sister-in-law is very good at it. And even my nieces had great designs compared to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the limit of my, you know, arts and crafts is, did you see the the Jimi Hendrix rock star turkey that I did for no. my daughter's school thing. Uh uh-uh. uh. You hadn't seen a picture of that? I'll send you a picture of it. I thought I thought Deanna had sent you a picture. It's uh her school sent home, her class or kindergarten 
garden class sent home a turkey. It's about, you know, about the size of a piece of notebook paper. And it's just, you know, one of these outline printout kind of uh, drawings of a turkey. Uh-huh. It's been like Xeroxed. And it was decorate this as a family. However, you know, because basically you disguise the turkey so that, you know, coming up for Thanksgiving, nobody will eat him. That's the whole kind of game. Oh. Um, so, you know, cute thing for five-year-olds. Yeah, sure. And so I asked my daughter, I was like, how do you want to do it? And we kind of talked about it for a few days. And she said, I want a rock star. And so <laughs> we, my wife and I made him look like, uh, you know, a rock star. And I put the guitar on there, obviously, you know, upside down, backward, left-handed. Uh-huh. And said, it's it's Turkey Hendrix. So. Oh, that's, I'll send you the picture. That that's about the creative. It's that's about the limit of my arts and crafts. No, it is not very good. And the good stuff, the good parts of it are what what Deanna did because she's very good at that kind of stuff. If she had like more, you know, free time, I think that she could do all kinds of stuff like that. Cause she's she's very very artistic in terms of you know drawing and being able to come up with stuff like that. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'll send it to you. And also, I'll check out the. I'll definitely have to check out that store because I. I really enjoy the Moleskine Notebook, so I'll check it out. Oh, sounds good. I'll send it to you, and um, I'm sure we'll tweet it out. Yes, and, and I do have one one recommendation that I will will tweet this out to. Yeah, um, okay. That the only thing I'll say about this, it's a video. It's short. It's a couple minutes. Um, it's If you like our Amazon reviews, I would check this out. This is basically questions that people have posted on different sites that are about a particular topic, and it's called, if you search this on YouTube, it's called How Is... Prangent formed. That's P R A N G E N T. Um, it's ridiculous, um, but uh, we watched it a little while ago. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's hilarious. And are you going to reveal what prangent is, or are you just going to let them? I'll let people figure it out. Let really, uh, you have to watch this video. <laughs> it it's it's dumb and funny, and all you know. If you need a it's laugh, it's basically screenshots of the the questions that people, so you can see that they're actually literally questions that people type in and this guy doing a voiceover reading them, how they're written. And it's, um, it's pretty funny. So yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll tweet that out. Definitely. Hey, how's it going? We hope you've been enjoying the podcast thus far and we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on Twitter at speak tangents or visit our website at speakingoftangents.com. It has all the relevant links and information there. If you haven't been enjoying our podcast, we're sorry. Please let us know on our Snapchat account. Thanks. So this week, we don't have a lot for feedback, um, but we did get something from SoundCloud. Did you? Yes. Or did we, another, I should another say? Great, yes, another great SoundCloud message. Oh, good. Right. If it's anything and like it the last out. one, I'll, I'll yeah. think I'll like it. <laughs> it's, it um, it's very similar to the last one. Okay. It says, hey... And this is from Campbell Clements 62. Okay. And it says, Young, hot, American, Texas beauty. Real screaming orgasms. Filthy, dirty talk. And then there's a link there. And it says, to reply, go directly to the conversation. Which um, I am not going to that. You're not going to do that. <laughs> no. Um, this is a... So these, these SoundCloud ones are, I mean, there's something. And, and it's similar to, who was it, Katerina? Katrina? Yeah. Katrina, I think it was the name. Um, and that, so that's two now. And I'm wondering if they must be getting, when they see, speaking of tangents, they're probably kind of thinking, instead of tangents and how we know them, speaking mm -hmm. of tangents. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're looking for. Tan as gentlemen. In, as in gentlemen who have um, 
Luscious tans. Yeah. <laughs> Luscious. That's a word for it. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank you, Campbell Clement 62. Yes. Please don't ever write us again. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing good over here. We don't need that. And, and speaking of Amazon reviews, do you have yes. any for this week? Do we? I do. Um, I do a few. Okay. Um, I figured with the week that has been so far um, that we might need something a little positive. I think that would be helpful. Yes. So I searched for kitten posters on Amazon. Of course. Kitten posters. And I found one that is kitten hang in there poster. 22 by 34 inches. Okay. Hang in there. That's. Hang in that's, there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of the message we're, you know, yeah. preaching. Yeah. So the first one, um, the print quality of this poster is very good and looks as pictured. Oh, I thought, great. You know. It came damaged with a fold crease in the roll poster, which caused the zigzag crease down the entire length of the poster. The box it came in was not damaged, so the poster must have been damaged before shipment. Also, this is not 24 by 36 inches as described, but it is actually closer to 22 by 34. Thanks, Internet. <laughs> it was a tacky poster for my office, so I guess I can bear with these faults. Okay, so much for positive. Yep, so much for positive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How much is this kitty poster? $3.80 Okay. currently. Uh, here's another review. This poster is pixelated worse than an Atari game. I could have printed out a more detailed poster on a dot matrix printer. They're giving, kind of giving away their age there. Yes, they the are. The previous reviewer is obviously an idiot <laughs> since he actually likes the poster. I only bought this as a joke for a buddy that got promoted at work and moved into a new office. Well, joke's on me because I can't even give this as a gag. But yet you took the time to review it. Yeah. And I love the fact that they not only reviewed it and, you know, gave it a bad review, but, you know, doing the brotherly love thing of taking the time to call out the previous person and say they're an idiot. Yep. You have a different opinion from me. You're an idiot. Yeah. Come on. It's it's fighting over gifts and gifs and kitty posters. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Here's another one. Terrible quality, low resolution, pixelated, embarrassing. I should have opened it before giving it to my son as a gift. The joke was on me, too, I guess. Oh, so he read the previous review. I guess so. Or maybe that they were trying to play a joke on their son (laughs) and give them this cat poster. Way to be uplifting and optimistic. Definitely. So far, they all have been. Here's one five stars. We bought this poster for the break room, and I haven't had any negative comments about it yet. <laughs> well, that's sort of positive, I guess. It's getting there. We're, we're trending upwards. Yeah. Um, here's one two stars. Didn't like it. Well, that's to the point. <laughs> yeah. But still, two stars. Why not one? Yeah. Didn't like it. Huh. I guess they didn't hate it. They just didn't like didn't it. Didn't like it. Yep. I guess one star would be hate. Yeah. Five stars. Oh. This poster provides the motivation I need to exist one more day. Oh, my goodness. So, positive, I guess? Yeah. Wow, that's a... I was not expecting anything like that. (laughs) No. It's kind of like the Daisy license plate from a few weeks back. Yes. (laughs) Now I can carry on because I see this cat telling me to hang in there. You know, if if it's only 385, I don't think... 380, not even 385. 380. Yeah. If you wanted to return that for being damaged, I think Amazon won't let you. Have you ever had that happen? Really? That's a thing? I bought it's a, so inexpensive. Yeah, I bought a, I don't know, a pair of shorts once, and they were like $6, and they didn't fit at all, so I wanted to return them. And Amazon said, 
Oh, just keep it. Really? Yeah, I, I'm assuming they, and, that and, it costs. Refunded your money? Yeah, refunded and let me keep it. And I'm assuming it has to do with pricing of shipping. Oh yeah, it's it's it saves them money to not even have to send it back. It's more expensive for them to yeah. Pay for you mail so it they back. had me keep it, and so I'm starting to wonder uh, the the blaze orange vest that I ordered. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't notice that it said double X, and so. The thing just it doesn't fit at all. It's hang. I'm were, so I'm gonna return it, but I wonder. You are the opposite of double XL. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't gone on to you know start a return process, but I'm wondering if that's gonna happen as well because it was only like five dollars. I wonder. I wonder if what the gonna, limit is. I don't know, but I bet you the that, kitty poster they could get their money back and not have to probably. return it. They could keep their poster that they loathe and keep and get money for it. But then they would see it every time and go, I hate this. Yeah, it's true. So, so it, it would be a demotivational poster at that point. It definitely would be. <laughs> I, I don't want to end on that, though. Here's here's one more. Uh, okay. Boy, am I glad I bought this poster. I teach school, and every day I have an internal battle to determine if today is the day that I finally yell the thoughts from my head and storm out, or peacefully continue teaching. <laughs> I look up at this poster and know that, like the kitten, I, too, can hang in there until summer. Five stars. Uh-uh. No way. That That's not a real review. That can't... That's a real review. Oh, wow. Whether it's whether it's intentionally, like... Sure. They're Could... making a joke or not, but it is, it is word for word over an Amazon review of a $3.80 hang in their cat poster. You know, for all the ridiculous reviews we have, I still... I, I'm thankful that somebody takes time to write these reviews because... Things yes. that I've actually wanted to buy, reviews have come in handy. Yes, and and the ones that are ridiculous make me laugh. Oh and yeah, I get enjoyment out of that. So definitely, this is uplifting. This is our uplifting podcast moment. It's going to be okay. Yes, it is. Hang in there. We'll always have Amazon reviews to unite us. <laughs> exactly. Hang in there. <laughs> Hang in there. Right, do you have anything else besides hang in there? No, I think that I think that we covered a lot today. Yes. All right. Hang in there. Hang in there. All right, bye. Bye. Speaking of tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Produced and edited by Jason Fuse. Production assistant, KJ Onstead. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Research coordinators, or I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that. But speaking of research, does anyone else ever lose something consistently? Or am I the only one? I must lose my Burt's Bees chapstick at least two times a day. Every single day. So I end up searching and researching for my chapstick. It is very frustrating. Craft services provided by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. I love snow peas. And I love you.